0: Welcome back to a very special edition of the Gridiron Gang Podcast. This is Keir. I'm coming in to you solo dolo today. As Eli and I talked about at the end of last episode, um, our weeks have both been just kind of crazy, and with these games being Thanksgiving um, down in the U.S., we just haven't been able to get out, but we wanted to make sure that we got something out for you guys before this slate of Thursday games. It's an awesome one. It's going to be very enjoyable. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners and friends. Up in Canada, unfortunately, it's just another Thursday. We celebrate in October, obviously. So, um, but we'll be dialed in for these games tomorrow. So let's get right into it. Let's have some fun and let's let's find some winners here. All right. So we got the Packers at the Lions, starting us off. The Lions are minus seven and a half on the spread, minus three sixty on the money line. Packers plus seven and a half, plus two eighty on the money line, over a forty-seven. Um, for this one, you know, it's it's strange because. I don't know if anybody else saw this today. I was scrolling on Twitter and there was a, a a wax gibbous moon. And the Lions are 0-12 on Thanksgiving with that type of moon, with that shape. Um, but obviously the Lions are better than they've ever been, real, realistically. You could argue back when they had Matt Stafford and stuff, but they didn't really have a very complete team. They're rolling right now. Um, a tough fought win against the Bears, whose defense we mentioned last week has been better than a lot of people have been mentioning, so it was a gutsy win, they came from behind at the end, so they're rolling right now, and in come the Packers, this is a funny matchup, because how many years has it been where the Packers just beat up on the Lions, and it was obvious with Aaron Rodgers, and even with Brett Favre, that it was obvious that they had the advantage, and the rules have flipped here, right, so... It should be a pretty good one. I'm excited to watch those. The Lions are an absolute staple on American Thanksgiving. I was lucky. Shout out my buddy Slips. Um, During our college days, I was lucky enough to spend an American Thanksgiving down in in Michigan, and it was an absolute blast. Lions country. They'll be ready. They'll be rocking this one. Um, I really, really like... I think the Lions will take care of business here. They have a couple holes where the Packers might be able to take advantage and be able to find some holes, but Jordan Love is going to have to step up and be able to take advantage of those. He had some nice touchdown passes last week. Um, but as I talked to Jesse about this game uh, leading up to this, Green Bay is the 28th ranked run defense and the 7th ranked pass defense. And that's really, really tough against a team like Detroit, right? their O-line's healthy. They got Jameer Gibbs. They got David Montgomery. They're two-headed backfield. It's it's crazy, they arguably have the best 1-2 punch in the league, maybe not even arguably, it might just be unanimous at this point, right? So I, what I really like is Jameer Gibbs over 80.5 combined yards, he's crushed that in his last 4, I also like him just over his receiving yards, 27.5, he's also cleared that in the last 4. Um, but as I mentioned, the combined is a little bit safer because I think they will have some success running the ball to set up the play action. So against that 28th run defense, I like the combined yards because you can get it each, any, each way you want it, in the air, on the ground, it doesn't really matter. I like that a lot. Um, I also like David Montgomery, over 66 and a half. He's been crushing it lately. He's been going over that in every game recently. I like him to score a touchdown as well, if we're being honest, because I mean, they're, they're just, no one's been able to show any way to stop their backfield outside of their one game against um, Baltimore. And these two are rolling right now, and they seem to have a great chemistry, so I really like that. I do lean towards the Lions to win. I could see it almost like it being close most of the game. The Lions can secure the win near the end, 7.5 is a weird number, 6.5 I'd feel a lot better about, but I do think the Lions cover this one, and I also really like the over 47, Lions at home are known for being able to have some overs and get into some shootouts, and the Packers, if they're going to be able to compete, they're going to need to score, we've seen them be able to score in the 20s a couple times this year for sure, so them and the Lions, let's go over 47, and you know, first game in the morning, we've talked about this before, on American Thanksgiving, I'm not gonna sit there and not root for points. You know what I mean? I'm a sicko. I want all the points. So give me over 47 in that, and then I definitely lean heavier towards the props on the Lions' side. Just Aaron Jones is out, and Jordan Love has been inconsistent. So if he can prove it to us this week that he is a that he has a successful week, good for him. But I'll wait till I see it before I like playing any of his type of props. Um, next, we'll move on for the afternoon game. Cowboys, another staple. The Commanders are visiting the Cowboys. Commanders are plus 13.5 and plus 575 on the money line. Cowboys are minus 13.5 and minus 850 on the money line, over under a 48.5. This one's interesting because the line, I mean, it's expecting, I think the Cowboys should handle the Commanders here. The Commanders are coming off a pretty embarrassing loss to the Giants. Shout out Tommy DeVito, the New Jersey King. He crushed it last week. And, you know, Cowboys have won 12 straight at home. I think, arguably, that um, Ron Rivera's obviously on the hot seat. You could argue that if they didn't have a short week, he'd already be gone. But it's tough to make that change when you're going into a Thursday game and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So, that'll be tough. We have to mention... Dallas' defense. Obviously, their offense has been rolling, getting it the job done. But Bland on defense with four pick sixes this season, I mean, that's crazy. He's given their team pretty much an opportunity at scoring. He's put up 24 himself, um, and he's given them a chance, obviously, at 28, just adding on those extra points. From a singular defensive player, that's crazy. That's more touchdowns than a lot of receivers and tight ends and running backs have this year. So, that's ultra impressive, we all thought when Trayvon Diggs went down that they were gonna struggle maybe a little bit in their secondary and so far it hasn't really shown that much. They've been blowing a lot of teams out. and when you have a guy running back four pick sixes to tie the record and we're not even we're not even near the end of the season yet. it's it's super super impressive. This is definitely one that I lean towards more towards some Cowboy props. I do like the Cowboys over 1.5 field goals in the game. And if you want to take it in a bigger sense, you could take 3.5 total between both games. um, Because Cowboys defense will probably have some success stopping them from getting in the end zone. As they have for most of the season, really. And I know last week C.D. Lamb was a down week. He had about 38 yards. He didn't really have to do much, but... That game was never almost in contention, so I I understand how it can be easy to forget a guy like that or have him not be a huge part of the game plan when everything else is working so well. So I like him over 91.5 yards. Like we said last week, he's been getting over 100 yards almost every week lately, and Heath wants to be known as the best receiver in the league, and this is a good opportunity against the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Put up a show, eat some turkey afterwards, and get the job done. If I had to lean on a side for this game, I think I do still lean the Cowboys. Commanders are in a dangerous spot, because I do think Sam Howell's talented, and obviously it can't get as bad as it was last week when they lost, but the Cowboys are just rolling teams right now, and when they're that talented on defense and their offense is clicking... I honestly just think it's hard, going to be hard to compete with teams like that, especially if you're not rolling right. Doc will probably have plenty of time um, in the pocket and be able to dish it to the guys he needs to. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I know, has kind of had a couple down and missed on some of his props recently, but I, I don't, wouldn't be surprised if he had a solid game. I also like Mark uh, Michael Parsons to get a sack because, I mean, he's just a freak. Right? Some of these guys are just game breakers and he's a freak. And it only takes one play, um, one mistake from an offensive lineman. A small, small little mistake for a guy with that speed and strength to get around the corner and get straight to Howell. So um, look out for those. That This game is one that I like a little bit less than the others. Coming for props just because it's hard on a blowout if guys are going to be getting opportunities late in late in games to cover numbers and stuff. But I'm definitely excited as somebody who's an NFC fan of the Seahawks, of course, um, to see Dallas and to see if they can keep their run going. Because we got them next week, so um, we're going to need to we need to dial it in here as Seahawks. And so I'll be keeping a close eye on the Cowboys, looking for any type of holes to give me some motivation going into next week. Uh, we'll move on from that game. We'll go to our last game of Thanksgiving, 49ers. At my Seattle Seahawks, 49ers are minus 7 and minus 360 on the road on the money line. Seahawks are plus 7 and plus 280 on the money line with an over-under of 44. I'm, I'm a sicko. I've said this a lot of times. I'll always end up by game time thinking that Seattle is going to win the game. I mean, if you're a fan of your team and you're not getting yourself to a point where you think your team's going to win and getting ready for that win every single week, I don't know what you're doing but if we're being realistic on this I'll never be betting it but on paper, probably the 49ers minus 7 is the right bet, right? So let's break that down a little bit No Abe Lucas, he was questionable to return. He's the right tackle for Seattle He's a big physical guy and he's he was very dominant in the games that he was able to play for us, so that's tough, we have Jason Peters, who's been playing out of his mind at 42 years old, but you do get worried a little bit with this defensive line, right, they've just buffed up, they just got Chase Young, they got, they got so many guys on that side, and then think about it too, I know they just lost their safety to an ACL, but we just lost Kenneth Walker, who is a, a massive part of our offense. Geno Smith is banged up. It's a short week. He's still questionable at the time recording this on Wednesday night. I know he. Uh, Pete Carroll said that he. They expect him to play, but being able to play and being healthy are two different things, especially when you're missing your starting running back. Um, but you know what. The Seahawks and their action green, and I used to hate these cut this jersey, but it's really grown on me a lot. I almost hate it so much that I like it, so it's it's almost become one of my favorite for the Seahawks. And like I said, I'm a sicko. I'll be there, I'm ready. i uh, sorry, I won't be there in person, but I'll get up for this game, I'll be ready for the win. I have Jackson Smith and Jigba over 36 and a half yards. He's been awesome for the Seahawks lately. He's been sure-handed. We've been finding him and Trying to get some screens, some short passes. He's just one of those guys that's able to find his way around the defense and find soft spots. And even last week, we saw he was able to high point a ball. Um, and in the horrible circumstance that if Gino wasn't able to make it through this game, and we did have to see some Drew Lock, which I'm I'm a fan of Drew Lock. I want Gino to start, obviously, if Gino's healthy. I'm ready for him to play. I do have faith in Drew Lock as well. And it looked like with Drew Lock that he was looking for Jackson Smith and Jigba almost every time last week when he came in the game. And I'm a couple not the best passes, but he's given him looks, and so I expect him to be able to make some catches. I don't mind DK Metcalf over 51.5. He's just so physical, and there's so many games where he's able to break off a pretty big play, and it seems like when we need it, we look to him, Tyler Lockett as well, he kind of disappears sometimes in the first half, but oftentimes has been able to have a really big, reliable second half for us, also, I know we've struggled Seattle sometimes against some tight ends, so George Kittle, over 52 and a half, he seems to be a, a, one of the favorite targets for Brock Purdy, which I don't blame him, He's he's an all-pro tight end, right, he's fantastic. Um, I think you could even go Brandon Ayuk over 61 and a half yards. He's able to make big plays almost every game. He's been outscoring, outgaining, outcatching Debo Samuel this year, which I know he's obviously dealt with injuries. But these 49ers scare me because Debo Samuel is healthy. Their offense is healthy. Trent Williams is back healthy, and looks like that was really the difference between them losing those games and now coming back and dominating teams. And I know they just lost their safety, but they, like I said, they beefed up that defensive line. And we're missing a starting tackle, our quarterback's banged up, and we don't have our starting running back. So that definitely scares me. Um, And the last prop that I have that Eli Eli really liked, and I agree with him because he's going to have the biggest opportunity he's had so far in his young career, and that's Zach Charbonnet, over 54.5 yards on the ground, if the Seattle wants to have success, we need to be able to run the ball, and he runs physically and violently, and I really enjoy watching him play, because he doesn't try to avoid contact, he doesn't try to jump cut into different holes, which I love when Kenneth Walker does, and that's why I think they pair so well together, but he's a physical back, and I expect him to have some runs, be able to get up the middle, and hopefully take some stress off of our quarterback, and Geno Smith, we can get his legs moving in some play action, and get some guys open, and hopefully keep some damage off of him and then my favorite prop for the game maybe outside of jackson smith and jigba is also myers over one and a half field goals i mean he had i think another three last week i know he missed the game winner for us um or he had two and then he missed the game winner that was his third that would have been his third the week before he was five for five with us that was his first miss since week four If you think Seattle's not still confident in this guy, you're dead wrong. He's been a fantastic kicker for us and a leader on this team. And they'll keep going to him every chance they get because it's almost automatic. And he's been very good. And like I said, we trust him. So I'm not worried at all about that. And I think you'll have his opportunities with this stingy and tough defense for the 49ers. Being able to potentially get some stops. Um, as anyone who's watched the Seahawks this season knows, we've clearly been up and down with our offense a little bit. Sometimes we move the ball with ease and it looks like it's unfair how many weapons we have. And then other times it seems like nothing works and we can't even get Geno two seconds to throw the ball. And when we do, sometimes he makes a bad decision. So, But you know what? This is a massive game for us. We're in Seattle. We're in the Action Greens Thursday night on Thanksgiving this is what you live for as a fan right like this is the situations where if you want to be a team that competes and goes not only goes to the playoffs but actually has a chance to maybe win a Super Bowl or even just make it deep in the playoffs you got to at least compete with teams like the 49ers right especially when they're in our division we have them twice over the next 3 weeks so it's super important even maybe for our mindset for the next game we play them you can't go down and just get smashed by a team because that sits in your mind. Any athlete knows on any level when you've played, if you've got a team who beats you and beats you and beats you and beats you bad and then you play them again, yes, you want your revenge, but sometimes it gets a little disheartening or you get a little uptight and you try to make, I like to say that Gino sometimes tries to make the 17-point play if we're down, right? He tries to make it all back up in one play, and that's a lot of time where the bad decisions come from, so that does worry me a little bit, so I not only do I think we compete, I think we have a shot to win this game, I obviously won't be touching San Fran minus seven, Um, I probably will end up on Seattle plus seven, but I also do like enough props in this game, and have enough emotional investment that I don't really need to get that deep with my pockets, Um, because there's nothing worse than when your team, your favorite team loses, and you lose your bets on them, it's a bit of a double whammy, and it's just not something that's very fun, right? And then we got our special Black Friday game. I've loved this edition on the Black Friday, especially up here in Canada, because we don't got much going on for Thanksgiving. There's some deals and stuff, but all that's gone online anyways. So for us, it's just a perfect opportunity to kick back with, with the fellas on a Friday night, maybe have a couple cheeky pints, you know, get into a little bit of mischief as we boys do. So Dolphins at the Jets, minus nine and a half. The Dolphins are minus 500 on the money line. Jets plus nine and a half, plus 375 on the money line, over under a 41. I don't see this game going much different than when the Bills played the Jets. The Dolphins all day, I like them minus nine and a half. The Jets, I don't understand. Their defense has been good, but their commitment to Zach Wilson there, I know they wanted him to be the guy, and you won't, you don't want to be questioning your starting quarterback, but now he's the third string. They, brought in two, they have two guys that are listed over him on the depth chart. I just don't think that these quarterbacks that they're putting in have the juice to get a team going and really, really push them to that next level to get a win, and... Like we said last week, the Miami's defense is getting better. J- Jalen Ramsey is an absolute animal. He's still that guy. Trust me, I I got to see it for a long time when he was with the Rams. I even was noticing, obviously, when he was still with the Jaguars because we watch out the whole league. So this guy's this is his third location, and he's still dominating games just like he did back in the day. It's super impressive, and they're getting healthier. Their defense is finding ways to get plays. You saw the last game with that strip sacked in, like to get the ball back near the end of the game. Jalen Ramsey had his huge interception. That was an incredible play. So I think the Dolphins smash the Jets here. I really do. Um, Dolphins minus 9.5. I like Tyreek Hill over 75-yard milestone and a touchdown. He just seems unstoppable with his speed. Um, it's not, like I keep saying this, it's not a scheme thing, it's not a route running thing, or it's not like he's all, these guys are draping over him and he still makes insane catches, don't get me wrong, he's very good at all those things, but he's so open, and then once he catches the ball, there's just no way to match his foot speed, uh, most defense just don't have it, so, uh, I like the Dolphins here a lot. And I think that's that's a good Sunday night game. It might not or Monday sorry, Friday night game might not be the most exciting. The Jets have been obviously very disappointing this year with Aaron Rodgers going down right away. Feels like they never really got a chance, which sucks for the Jets. But yeah, I think the Dolphins are watching teams like the Chiefs who just lost that game. And they're seeing their wide receiver issues there. And they go, we are in the dog race to win the AFC. We're in the dog race. We're going to win our division. And we have a chance to go deep into the playoffs and make a run at this. Which hasn't happened in Miami in a long time. So, good for the Dolphins. That offense is electric. Um, Tua Tungvaloa has been solid for them. He hasn't. He's been very good. He hasn't gotten hurt. Which is obviously a lot of people's concerns after what happened last year. Um... I don't even think he's really been banged up. I don't even think he's been listed on an injury report all season. So that's awesome for them and obviously changes the trajectory of that team with their success when he's able to just go in there and find their guys. There's so many weapons. Um, A-Chain may be back, but as we saw last week, I'll be staying away from him. He came back and his knee re-aggravated that knee again so fast that it's just like... I'll love to bet this guy in the playoffs or later in the season, but I'm going to wait until I know he's fully back actually healthy because there's nothing more irritating than when you bet on a guy who's coming back off an injury and then he gets re-injured and it's nowhere near, and then you go, yeah, why didn't I wait, right? So doesn't really make sense. And that's it for this special edition, really. Um, look out for us. We will be recording again on Friday, I believe, to get out our regular Sunday for the Sunday slate, our picks, our previews, what we like, what we don't like, all that kind of stuff, just like we do every week. Um, yeah, keep tuning in. Thank you for all the support, and we're let's go win some bets tomorrow. Keep an eye on our Twitter. I will probably be posting um, a couple more bets more towards, like, maybe a first half money line or an over or something like that, or a first quarter, or, or just team, like, the, the spreads and the over-unders and stuff like that. And maybe any props more that pop up in my mind that I find that maybe I can find something to really attack. But for the most part, that's everything. We're just going to enjoy these games. Like I said, have a good day tomorrow. And thank you for tuning in and we'll see you later.